Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Sue Lundquist here. It's the Gratitude Cafe. It is a fine Tuesday morning in the Pacific Northwest. It's peeking over the mountains. You see it, Benny? Kind of, sort of. Wait, wait, wait. What? See the sun peeking? Mm, wrong I side know, of the building. A, no. Wrong side of the building. No, I it's know. Over there. Uh, yes, I know, but I see white caps. <laughs> like, it's, like it's glistening. Oh, like right, I can right. kind of see. All right. Yeah, smarty pants. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Welcome, everybody. Benny, how are you, love? Doing well, thank you. Yeah, how's the boys? How's the They're family? great. Yeah, Running good weekend. Doing their thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. good weekend. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Baseball? Uh, just part time. Yeah. We're not really into the uh, organized sports yet. Maybe this next year. Okay. How about you? Uh, we were supposed to, and then we decided not to. And it was kind of rainy. Do you no, guys get rain out? No, not on or Sunday. No? It was no? fine on Sunday. Okay. Uh, our team just apparently didn't have enough players oh. in town to make the game. So oh. our coach decided to say, we're forfeiting. Oh. I wasn't too happy with that. I know you're not. I can I was ready that. to go, but whatever. Yes. Well, it happens. Somebody. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have some news. Um, we, we, meaning me, I uh, used to live in Bothell. And before we moved over to Woodenville, we had some wonderful neighbors and uh, these neighbors, uh, the Benz family, and I'm going to shout out to you guys. And it's um, they're in a big struggle right now. We had a big, huge spaghetti feed last night at Tandem Restaurant in Woodenville. And if you haven't been to Tandem Restaurant in Woodenville, you need to go there. If you come to Woodenville, go to Tandem Restaurant. Benny, you've got to go. It's wonderful. It's got outside patio. It's lit up, all romantic. I can't tell you. Um, Lisa, the owner, how many proposals they've had there. Not like that. That's where you're going. But still, it's just this quaint romance. And you know what else they have there at the Tandem Restaurant? Mm -mm. The Naughty Table. The Naughty Table. The Naughty Table. I dare ask. (laughs) It's this long piece of gorgeous wood with knots in. Oh, never mind. You said oh, naughty. I, I know there. naughty table, and now I'm putting my foot in my mouth like I always do, and it's why, totally why didn't say okay. Anything about it if you know where it's going to go. But literally, that you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, but Tandem Restaurant is awesome. So what they did—they're normally closed on Mondays, and the Benz family, um, their son has um, pretty bad cancer mm-hmm. um, in the brain and the body and all this other stuff. And just last night, Benny, for the spaghetti feed. Over $10,000. Wow. That's how many people. They cool. They guesstimated. Um, they made enough food for 200, 250 people, I think I heard, and they, they sold out of food. I mean, I'm, they That's ran awesome. out of food. They didn't sell it. They yeah. ran out of food. Jeez. I know. That's how many people came out to support this family. It's a good community right there. Wow. Right? So big shout out to the Benz family. I love you guys so much. It was such a delight to see all of your friends and your family and everybody out there. Stephen Strong, kick that stuff in the arse, okay? We are there with you. We love you. And please reach out to me. I want to help you. Um, anything that I can do, literally, I'll come over. I'll scratch your back. I'll rub your feet. And that's you too, Mom. I love you to pieces. So today, you're probably wondering what we're doing. We are going to take calls, although I'm going to start off the show. We're going to talk about some forgiveness. Um, It is one of the biggest hurdles you will overcome in your transformation. But we're going to talk about forgiveness, and then we're going to take some calls because I'm eager to hear some messages from the angels, or maybe you've got some numbers that are showing up. I want to help you to understand that. So I'm going to read off some phone numbers, and that's 425 373 Five five two seven, or toll free eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine, and again four two five three seven three five five two seven, or eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. If I've gone too fast, I'm sorry. It's all posted on my Facebook, on my website, sulunquist.com. Before I get started, because I wanted to, yeah, I really wanted to talk about Stephen and the Tandem Restaurant and how amazing it was last night. And over $10,000 in just last night's spaghetti feed. 
That is incredible. It was absolutely amazing. Okay, before we get in and jump into forgiveness, uh, of course, I have to do a shout out to Mr. Josh, Josh Parkinson with Resonate Brand. And you guys have heard me talk about him before. Now, building a website is kind of a pain in the, at least it's a pain in the butt for me because I just don't understand all the stuff behind the scenes. And how do you even get your website in Google? I mean, literally, what is what does that all mean? Maybe even the first page. Wouldn't that be awesome? And also, we also know doing it yourself or having, you know, having your friend's brother or all of that's going to lead to lots of frustration. Yeah, maybe it works, but on the phone, it's going to look terrible. And in Google, still barely who knows who you are, if you're even there. And why am I getting calls or am I not getting calls? So you need to talk to Josh Parkinson, and he is going to help you build beautiful, mobile-friendly websites and... More importantly, they help you build a web strategy that helps your business attract new customers, grow a following. All of that is really, really important. And also getting higher in the search engines. All of that is super important. He takes care of it all and gives he gives me that strategy to grow my business. He's very professional and he can do it for you. I highly recommend you getting in touch with Josh. He will personally talk to you about what he can do for you. You guys just need to have a conversation. So get a hold of him at www.resonatewebagency.com. That's resonatewebagency.com. Okay, let's go to business, Um, business of forgiveness and why you're here. You're here with me, Sue Lundquist. Welcome. And, of course, my wonderful producer, Benny. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for taking this hour and relaxing Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. It's education. It's new perspective. I literally bring people, myself, the education, the curriculum that I teach for a new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas, a new Y-O-U. That would be you. Right, Benny? I like that. Yeah? A Y-O-U, a new Y-O-U? Well, a new you. A new you. Mm -hmm. A new shiny one. Did you get your hair shiny? I I shaved it, yes. (laughs) It's the traditional. I don't... Yeah, thank you. Oh, you look so cute. You do. Can we turn the camera over there? Because everybody wants no. to know how First cute of all, you are. You focus with the show and it's like squirrel. Like, yeah. Seriously. Like, <laughs> I shiny it. object because your hair's all shiny. Yeah, right. Squirrel. Exactly. Yes. No, it's all good. No, yeah. it's just the standard week and a half, almost two weeks. Okay, time to shave the head. Time to shave the head. Yeah, I don't have much left up there. So yeah. it's, it's easier to do it like your this. Your eyes. When you shave, your eyes go bing. Yeah. Big eyes. Thanks. Yes. Cute. <laughs> you see his Thank cheeks you. getting cho- chosy, ready. <laughs> I can't speak. Squirrel. I can hear you blushing. Yes, I can hear you blushing. <laughs> All right. I promise you that we're going to get to some really good meaty stuff. Sue Lundquist here. You are in the Gratitude Cafe. Thank you. Welcome, you guys. I'm so excited to have you here. Again, big love and shout out to the Tandem Restaurant for sponsoring and hosting Stephen and the Benz family and over 250 people raising $10,000 for his cancer care. Over 10000 just last night. All right. The Gratitude Cafe. New perspective, new thoughts, new ideas, new Y-O-U. You. Forgiveness. I'm going to, um, actually with my research, I go and a wonderful website. It's called The Greater Good. And it's the science of a meaningful light. And uh, a meaningful life, excuse me. The gentleman that I'm referring to, he has quite a few books, actually. The one I'm going to be referencing today uh, is Eight Keys to Forgiveness. And Robert Enright, I want to give him full recognition. Again, it's Robert Enright. And you can find um, his articles and other information on his website or the Greater Good website. Now, um, Robert Enright, he, he's been doing research in forgiveness for well over 30 years. So I thought, yeah, this guy pretty much knows what he's doing. He's also a professor in psychology. He is a licensed psychologist in the education. He's the professor of education at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He established the International Forgiveness Institute in 94, and he's also the pioneer for psychology of forgiveness. And like I said earlier, he's the author of 130 publications, including seven books, all of that lectured all over the world. So we are talking today about forgiveness, and then we're going to take some calls. So please give us a call in a few minutes or call now, and then you can just hang out and listen to um, the show. 
So forgiveness, uh, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others. Do you have uh, unmet expectations, resentments, pains, hurts, betrayals, lying? Have you done that to you? Have you done that to you yourself? Have you done that to other people? All of that is going to fester in your body, literally will fester in your body and will become some kind of disease because it's eating something up into your into your system. So um, Robert goes on to talk about when um, people hurt, they can't or well, here, let me just read the article because it's just juicy and he just says it better than I do. So sometimes the hurt is very deep, such as when a spouse and or parent betrays or the trust and when we are victims of crime or when we have been harshly bullied, anyone who has suffered a grievous hurt knows that when our inner world is badly disrupted, it's difficult to concentrate on anything other than turmoil or the pain. We get stuck in that cycle. We do. I know that. I know that for myself. I know that in clients. When we hold on to that hurt, we are emotionally and cognitively hobbled and our relationships suffer. So true. You guys have heard me talk about Dr. Joe Dispenza and having that different mindset. If you are addicted to that feeling, addicted to holding on to that resentment, addicted because you're getting some kind of, um, I don't know, some what's the word I'm looking for, some kind of reward from that, that's what you're doing. You're addicted to that, and that's not so good. So forgiveness is a strong medicine for this. When life hits us hard, there is nothing, nothing as effective as forgiveness for healing deep wounds. And um, actually, Robert has spent 30 years of his life studying forgiveness, so he is convinced of that. So he he goes on to say, many people have misconceptions about what forgiveness really means, and they may, I don't know how to say this, a chew it? I don't know. Right, Benny? E-S. Unless you're speaking Chewbacca. I I know. know, I don't know. So I'm just going (laughs) to skip over that, right? Others may want to forgive but wonder whether or not they truly can. Forgiveness does not necessarily come easily. But it is possible for many of us to achieve it if we have the right tools. Yes, the right tools. I am constantly looking for practical tools. And you're you're willing to put in the work and the effort. So I'm going to talk to you about Eight Keys of Forgiveness by Robert Enright. And he goes in to talk about those eight keys. And I'm going to briefly tell you what they are. I'm going to start with eight. And eight is developing a forgiving heart. Seven, forgive yourself. Six, when forgiveness is hard, call upon other strengths. Ooh, that's a good one. Five, finding meaning in your suffering. Ew, finding meaning in my suffering. You mean like taking accountability and responsibility? I know. And number four, develop a forgiving mind through empathy. Oh, we've talked about empathy and compassion. That's super important. And three, address your inner pa- or your inner pain. Ugh, I don't know. In- addressing any kind of inner pain, that's doing inner work. And, oh, it can be so difficult and so hard. And number two, become forgivingly fit. Forgivingly fit. Do you see that forgivingly fit muscle? You see that, Benny? Oh, I see it for sure. Okay, right there. Easy, easy. Right here, right here. <laughs> I, it must be. Tickets to the gun show. Tickets to the gun show. At my front row. Nah, you do. Let me see your guns. I have none. All right. <laughs> and drum roll, pre. Dump, drum, that, that. Sue, take a I deep breath. <laughs> drum roll, please. And number one, know what forgiveness is and why it matters. So let's jump into that. Forgiveness is. Forgiveness is about goodness about extending mercy to those who've harmed us, even if they don't deserve it. Now, that's a big one, deserving it. So, And we're going to get to that. It's not about finding excuses for the offending person's behavior or pretending it didn't happen. That's not the same thing. So listen up. Nor is there a quick formula that you can follow. Forgiveness is a process with some steps, many steps, that often proceed in a non-linear fashion. I'm going to continue. So listen to this. This is again by um, Robert Enright, The Eight Keys to Forgiveness. You are here at the Gratitude Cafe, so thank you and welcome. But it's well worth the effort. Forgiveness is well worth the effort. Working on forgiveness can help us increase our self-esteem. Yes, hello, and give us a sense of inner strength, inner clarity, inner safety. You feel safe that you're making the right choices. Ah, I love it. 
forgiveness. We got to juice it all up. It can reverse the lies that we often tell ourselves when someone has hurt us deeply. Lies like I'm defeated or I'm not worthy. Oh, we did that worthy conversation last week. You are worthy. You are worthy of forgiveness. You are worthy of love and you are worthy of safety. He goes on to con- and he goes on to say forgiveness can heal us and allow us to move on in life with meaning and purpose. You hear me talking about that, creating a purposeful light, a purposeful life, and then making purposeful choices and decisions based on that clarity and or forgiveness. Forgiveness matters, and we will all or we will be its primary beneficiary, you yourself. Studies have shown that forgiving others produces strong psychological benefits for the one who forgives. And I saw a quote the other day, actually, when you forgive you are actually helping two souls because not only yourself and then somebody else. And I'll post that on my newsletter because it was super good. Um, back to forgiveness. It has been shown to decrease depression. Totally makes sense to me. Uh, decrease anxiety, unhealthy anger, and symptoms of post, you know, PS, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. But we don't forgive to help ourselves. Forgiveness can lead Wait a minute. We don't forgive to help ourselves. Okay, I want to make sure I read that right. Forgiveness can lead to psychological healing, yes, but in its essence, it's not something about you or done for you. It's something you extend toward another person because you recognize over time that it is the best response in the situation. So when he says this, I, I kind of had a question because... When I'm forgiving, I feel like it is kind of about me. I'm I, right, Benny. Benny, you're shaking your head. Yes, because I, not that it's all about me, but I am making the process. I'm making the release to give the forgiveness to whatever harm came of me. So I'm releasing that angst. I'm releasing that anger. So of course, it makes sense that it would help with you know depression, anxiety, or all that unhealthy anger. So. That's that was number one. So number two, become forgivingly fit. Oh, I've got, I feel like we should cue up the the uh, Popeye spinach. Can we do that? I think you could just take it from there. Maybe. I'm, I'm trying to Where's remember. There you go. Become forgivingly fit. I, 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 I. See. <laughs> No problem. No problem. You don't need any sound effect. You did it. I was that. I think he does it a lot better than me. But anyways, okay. So yes, you are. If you're just tuning in, welcome, my beloved, wonderful people. This is Sue Longquist, your humbled host at the Gratitude Cafe. And today we're talking about forgiveness, and we will be taking calls if you feel so inclined to give us a call. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep chatting about forgiveness. And the phone number is four two five three seven three. 5527 or 888-298-5569. So number two, based on the eight keys of forgiveness by Robert Enright. We talked about number one, know what forgiveness is and why it matters. We already talked about that. Number two, become forgivingly fit. Did we queue up Popeye? I want that. I want it up. No, it sounds like I'm doing so. I don't know what it sounds like. It it's, just says, uh, 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 there see? you go. Forgivingly fit to practice forgiveness. It helps if you have worked on positively changing your inner world by learning to be what I call forgivingly fit, meaning the author of the book, Robert Enright, Forgivingly Fit. Just as you would start slowly with any new physical exercise routine. It helps if you build up your forgiving heart muscles, slowly incorporating regular workouts into your everyday life. You can start becoming more fit by making a commitment to do no harm. Heavens no, you wouldn't want to do any harm. In other words, making a conscious effort not to talk disrespectfully. Yes, of course. So again, remember in all my curriculum, we talk about having that awareness. Anything and everything that I teach, you number one in my curriculum is having that awareness. So how are you showing up in the world? Are you being rude? Are you being kind? Are you creating a safe environment? What does that look like? So I think that's what he's talking about here. Robert Enright is talking about here. So you choose. Make sure that you are conscious about what what you are doing, how you're talking about Um, You don't have to say good things, but if you refrain from talking negatively, it will feed the more forgiving side of your mind and heart. And you shouldn't be talking negatively anyways. And if you are, you need to stop it. And we talked and gave you cognition tools to put in its place earlier. And if you want some more, I can give those to you. 
You can also make a practice of recognizing that every person is unique, special, and irreplaceable. That is Compassionate Heart, the CCs in life, Compassionate Curiosity. Super juicy stuff today about forgiveness. I love it. You may come to this through if you have a religious belief or a humanistic philosophy or even through your belief in evolution. It's important to cultivate this mindset of valuing our common humanity. All of us are energy. All of us have that common thread, that common humanity. So that it becomes harder to disconnect or discount someone who has harmed you and harmed you as unworthy. So thinking of them as unworthy, have compassion. That doesn't mean, uh, and this one's, because I, I am challenged with this and I'm, I'm being very vulnerable and very open with you here because when somebody hurts you and if it, you can feel it, it hurts it. And you think, oh my God, I'm going to hold on to that because I'm going to punish them and, uh, and I'm going to be angry. But guess what? You're, they've, left it. You're holding on to it. So why not let it go? Totally let it go. Because you are worth it. You are enough. You can show love in small ways in everyday encounters like smiling. Oh, we talk about this. You know, again, it's about gratitude. It's about having that positive mindset. Smile at the the person in the grocery store. Smile at the bistro, the, the gal making your coffee, the guy making your coffee. Take time to listen to a child, an old person, somebody in your life. Giving love when it's unnecessary helps to build that love muscle, making it easier to show compassion towards everyone. Again, practice all these small kinds of act, um, all these small, practice small acts of forgiveness and mercy. Again, it's number two, becoming forgivingly fit, all of that. And also throw in, sprinkle in some gratitude because that would work really well too. All right, number three, addressing your inner pain. Ah, yes, it's important to figure out who has hurt you and how. Now this, I was was reading this and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, So listen to this. So again, if you're just tuning in, it's Robert Enright, Eight Keys to Forgiveness. We're we're discussing forgiveness today at the Gratitude Cafe. Sue Lundquist, that's me. Um, Number three, address your inner pain. It's important to figure out Who has hurt you and how? This may seem obvious, but not every action that causes you suffering is unjust. Now, so for example, you don't need to forgive your child or your spouse for being imperfect, even if their imperfections are inconvenient for you. Oh boy, yes, I get that. So get clear. You can look carefully at the people in your life. Now, this is your tool. Pay attention here, guys. Get your notes out. This is a tool. This is the clarity tool that, that I've talked about before. But this is just another tool for addressing your inner pain that um, Robert talks about in his book. So get clear so you can look carefully at the people in your life, your parents, your siblings, your peers, your spouse, your coworkers, children, even yourself, and look at that and rate how much they have hurt you. Now, this is... Don't rate them so much and write it down because they've hurt you so you can now have a tally and get be stuck in that tally and be addicted to that, oh, I'm angry. No, that's not at all what this is about. This is about forgiveness. So get a tally. It's just, it's just an exercise of getting clear. And also getting clear is the second part of my curriculum. And, you know, I, I talk about the PCC. It's personal code of conduct. So it's act now, awareness, clarity, and then transformation. And I love that he addresses this and getting clear on who you feel has hurt you in your life, whether it's parents, siblings, spouses, coworkers, all of that. So get really clear. Perhaps they um, have exercised power over you or withheld love, or maybe they have physically harmed you. Um, it's all hurt, and I love you, and I'm sorry for it, but it's a learning lesson. I promise. I've been there. I know, and I can ex- speak from experience. These hurts have contributed to your inner pain and they need to be acknowledged. Doing this will give you an idea of who needs forgiveness in your life and provide a place to start. Again, it is clarity. It's super, super good, super good tool. There are many forms of emotional pain, but the common forms are anxiety. We talked about that last week. Depression, Unhealthy anger, lack of trust, lack of trust, whether that's lack of trust of your own decision making, you've got anxiety because you're just riddled with that self-loathing or low self-esteem and overall negative worldwide view or lack of confidence in one's ability to change. All of these 
harms can be addressed by forgiveness. So it's important to identify the kind of pain you're suffering from and acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Don't hang on to it. Acknowledge it. Say, all right, I'm good. Thank you for reminding me. That is no longer who I am choosing to be and release it and move on. The more hurt you have incurred, the more important it is to forgive, at least for the purpose of, ex- of experience emotional healing. So important. So that is a really good tool. Write down and figure out who it is, why you're hurting. But guys, it's not for a tally. It's not for you to stew on. You figure it out. You let it go, including yourself. So get clear. We talked about one, know what forgiveness is. Two, work in that uh, forgiving fit muscle and being just absolutely beautiful, creating that wonderful important mindset. Number three, addressing your inner pain. Number four, develop a forgiving mindset through empathy. Now listen, scientists have studied what happens in the brain when we think about forgiveness and have discovered that when people successfully imagine forgiving somebody, they show increased activity in the neural circuits responsible for empathy. You guys have heard me talk about neural circuitry and neuroscience and all of that with Dr. Joe Dispenza. It is true. He has proven it. He has seen it. The science has seen it. Science is proving all of that. When you, have, when you are changing and you're making different connections, there are changes. There's neurological changes. The old habit is that neurological pathway is going by the wayside. You're building a whole new neurological, better pathway, more positive. It's so true. This tells us that empathy is connected to forgiveness and is an important step in the process. If you examine some of the details in your life of the person who harmed you, you can often see more clearly what wounds he carries, he or she, and start to develop empathy for he or her or him. First, try to imagine him as an innocent child, another tool. It's the visualization, needing love and or support. Maybe that person got hurt from um, a parent or something like that. So it's always, it goes back to the compassionate curiosity, CCs in life, compassionate curiosity, because it takes the sting out. Research has shown that if an infant does not receive attention and or love primary caregivers from primary caregivers, then he will have a weak attachment. There's a bunch of damage with trust, and uh, that can also prevent him from even getting closer to others. So on we go. Um, Before we go to number five, I'm thinking maybe we should do a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to keep continuing uh, the eight keys to forgiveness. If you want to call in and get an angel card reading, we can do that. Otherwise, I'm going to keep educating all of us about forgiveness and how important it is. This is Sue Lundquist with the Gratitude Cafe. We'll be right back. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had one long horn and one big eye. I come Mr. Shaking and I said, It looks like a purple people leader to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, blind purple people leader. Strange to me. I said, Mr. Purple People Eater, don't eat me. I heard him say in a voice so gruff. I wouldn't eat you cause you're so tough. It was the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people leader. <laughs> now I question this why we needed to play it today. Yes. And there's really no direct correlation, but yet it's just fun, right? It is fun and it makes me giggle. Okay. Although mm-hmm. our ego could be the one eyed purple people eater or the drunk monkey there or, you, go, yeah. you know, but I don't know. That song, and thank you so much for queuing that up because it does. It makes me giggle. And I'm sure the audience, I would like to hear <laughs> Benny. It makes me giggle. I mean, to be honest, I was really kind of surprised when you sent me the email and like, hey, we need to play this. I'm like, what month is it? Like, I'm like, it's it's May. Uh, sure, because normally it's thematic around Halloween. No. At least that's when I no. And I now I'm, I'm drawing a different you know scene and in border around it. I mean, this is great. I like it. Yes. So well done. Between that and disco and new music. Thank you, Benny. Disco. Yeah. Yes, we do have to find. I'm going to go searching for that Popeye. Or that you see, I. I don't know where that's. I don't have a clue. 
And but I it's feel more like, of a, like a, yeah, I we're talking Popeyes. Yes. And if you're just tuning in, we were talking about forgiveness and being forgivingly fit mm-hmm. earlier in the show. And then I had this visual of Popeye and the gun show. And you know, Robin Williams played Popeye. Popeye. Yes, he did. I remember that show. Yes. Godspeed. Yes. Rest in peace. Oh, I love that man. Yes. Yep. And to his family, blessings mm-hmm. to all of you. Absolutely. Okay. So Gratitude Cafe, pull up a chair. We got the last little bit. Um, if you would like to call in and get an angel car reading, I would love to facilitate that with you. Otherwise, if not, we're going to keep chewing on forgiveness. I want you confident. I want you purposeful and creating that positive life. And just like the commercial said, think for yourself. No jumping off. What is it? No jumping off. The bridge, or uh, heavens, no! I don't want you jumping off the bridge or following oh, or the following, following the herd, herd or yeah. something. Yeah, you don't want to heavens follow the herd. We don't do that around no, here. No, yeah. we do. We like not. to lead our own. We lead our own. We definitely do. But that can lead anybody. You can lead yourself. That's... Absolutely, and that's what we're doing. We're giving okay. you the tools to create your own confidence, your own purposeful life, and purposeful decisions. It's a new perspective. It's new thoughts. It's new ideas. It's a new you. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I was like. Yeah, but I can't read your brain the whole time. I went, Y-O-U. Yeah, and, but then I didn't know you wanted me to say <laughs> you. Because it's you. You, not me. I know. You is you, not me. I was just kind of trying to play around. I get it. Okay. <laughs> you uh, it. It's awkward. You so did fast. play Purple Eater. Purple People <laughs> Eater. I loved that show. I see. You know, Squirrel. The Purple People <laughs> Eater. Eater. Yes, that song. I loved it. It was so cute. I'm sure the crowd, our wonderful audience is going, what in the world has happened to Sue? Do you know who sings it? No. Who's Sheb Woolley. Sheb Woolley. Yeah. S-H-E-B. That's a very unique name. That's Here's to you, Sheb. Nice, Sheb. wonder if the family was like Hippieville or something. It's Is that... in the 50s. Oh, okay. They're creative with their names, I think. I think so. All right. So we have been talking about eight keys to forgiveness, why it's important. We defined it. We started with number one, know what forgiveness is and why it matters. We did number two, becoming forgivenly fit with Popeye and keeping yourself fit and uh, within mentally forgiveness and, and forgiving fit is what I'm talking about. Working out those regular, incorporating those regular workouts in your mental loving practice. And then number three, addressing your inner pain. We gave you a great tool. Again, getting clear. That's that second part. Now this you know, addressing that inner pain and writing down how you've been hurt, who you's, who's been hurt, who you have been hurt by. That's not for you to write it down, stew on and have some kind of tally. It's for you to realize who you need to get clear on, who you need to forgive. And that includes yourself. Love on yourself. Literally release it because that's not who you are anymore. And if you're listening to me and people right here on KKNW for a reason, because you are choosing to make positive change in your life. So right on, keep doing it. You're amazing. Okay, so number three, addressing the inner pain. Number four, developing a forgiving mind through empathy. And before we left for a break, it was number five. And we have eight of these, so stick with me. We've got a few more minutes. We're going to talk about uh, find meaning in your suffering when forgiveness is hard. Call upon strengths and forgive yourself. And number eight, develop a forgiving heart. And then if I've got time, I have a forgiveness acronym that I'm going to share with you. And if I don't have time, what I'll do is I'll put it in the newsletter so you guys have it as well. And I and writing acronyms is another clarity tool that I teach um, a lot of my coaching clients. And when we're, we are creating our personal code of conduct, we do that. And acronyms are extremely powerful. It really helps you get clear, really helps you narrow things down and, and create purposeful choices. All right. So number five, find meaning in your suffering. All right. When we suffer a great deal, it is important that we find meaning in what we have endured. Without seeing meaning, a person can lose a sense of purpose. Oh, that's so true, which can lead to that hopelessness feeling or that despair. A conclusion that there is no meaning in life itself, but there is. Forgiveness is so powerful. That doesn't mean we look for suffering in order to grow or try to find goodness in other or uh, another bad action. No, that's uh, absolutely not the case. Instead, we try to see how our suffering has changed us for a positive way. You guys hear me talking about that all the time. Every lesson is earned. Everything is a lesson learned. Even as one suffers, it's possible to develop short-term and sometimes long-term 
range goals in life. Some people begin to think about how they can use their suffering to cope because they have become more resilient and or brave. They may also realize that their suffering has altered their lives perspective regarding what is important to them. Remember we talked about, I talk about this show, new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas, a new YOU. So changing their perspective regarding what is important in life. But you also need to know what that means. What does that mean to change my perspective? If you didn't know what safety meant, if you didn't know what love meant in your life, in your relationships, you've got to get clear on what that looks like. Start with forgiveness, forgiveness of what you have done, forgiveness of what you have said, forgiveness of what they have done and or said. All right. So what is important in life? Changing their long range goals for themselves is another. We were talking about that a minute ago. To find meaning is not to diminish your pain or to say, I'll just make the best of it. All things happen for a reason. You, and I, you hear me talking about that. All things do happen for a reason. And you've, it is your choice to be empowered by that or it's your choice to be enabled by that. It's your choice to make excuses by that. I say it's a learned lesson. Be empowered by it. All right. You must always take care to address the woundedness in yourself and to recognize the unjust of the experience or forgiveness will be shallow. So seriously feel it and be truthful with that. Be truthful with, you hear me talking about being grateful. So Benny is an awesome producer. I love that he spends time pulling up the music and he talks with me and I appreciate, I call him Superman and I appreciate him and it's authentic and I mean that sincerely. So be authentic and loving and caring with your language and be true. Otherwise that forgiveness is going to be shallow. Still, there are many ways to find meaning in our suffering. Some may choose to focus more on the beauty of the world or decide to give service into others in need. Some may find meaning by speaking their truth. Speak your truth with compassion. No stinging required here. Or by strengthening their inner resolve. All of this is great. So if you're just tuning in, it's the Gratitude Cafe. And we are talking today and learning all kinds of great things about forgiveness, how important it is, developing your mind through empathy, finding meaning in suffering. And we also talked what we uh, spoke and learned about what forgiveness is and why it matters. Of course, forgivingly fit. Um, the tool, addressing that inner pain, figuring out who it was that I feel hurt by and forgiving. And then um, now we're moving on to number six. We've got eight. So this is number six of eight. When forgiveness is hard, call upon other strengths. Forgiveness is always hard when you are dealing with deep injustice from others. Um, I have known people who refuse to use the word forgiveness because because it is just it just makes them angry. And the person that he is referring to, he is Robert Enright, and we're um, talking about his book, Eight Keys to Forgiveness. So that's okay. We are all on our own timelines for when we can be merciful. Um, I would say kind of giddy up a little bit so that stuff doesn't stay in you. Um, But if you want to forgive and are finding it hard, it might help you to call upon other resources. This is great. Thank you very much, Mr. Enright. First, remember that if you're struggling with forgiveness, that doesn't mean you're a failure at forgiveness. Very important. Do not get hard on yourself just because of this tool or this lesson. Forgiveness is a process that takes time, patience, and determination. Very true. Try not to be harsh on yourself. I see. I don't like the word even try. Just don't be harsh on yourself. In fact, that's one of my big tools. Take try completely out of your vocabulary. And we go into that with boundaries. So, all right. So try not to be harsh. Don't be harsh with yourself. But be gentle and foster a sense of quiet within, an inner acceptance of yourself. Try to respond to yourself as if you would to someone who you deeply love. You deeply love yourself. Get to that point. Get clear. Surround yourself with good and wise people who support you and who have the patience to allow you the time to heal your own way. I talked about this earlier, creating that safe environment. Very important. Another tool, um, when forgiveness is hard, call upon your strengths. Try to develop courage and patience in yourself to help you in the journey. Also, if your um, patience bearing small slights against you without lashing out, You give a gift to everyone, not only to the other person, but everyone whom 
that you may harm. And this is also leading by example, too. So lead by example. Um, If you're still finding it hard to forgive yourself, you can choose the practice with someone who is easier to forgive. So start with baby steps, manageable pieces. Just start there. All right. Number seven. Number seven, forgive yourself. Yes, so important. Most of us tend to be harder on ourselves than we are on others. And we struggle to love ourselves. But you know what? You are worthy. You are worth the love. You are worth the forgiveness. If you are not feeling lovable because of actions you've taken, you may need to work on self-forgiveness and offer to yourself what you offer to others who have hurt you. A sense of inherent worth despite your actions. That is for you, you yourself, internally. In self-forgiveness, you honor yourself as a person, even if you are imperfect. All of us are imperfect. We are, what is it? We are perfectly imperfect, right, Benny? Perfectly imperfect, and we are. And if you have broken your personal standards or your personal code of conduct, your personal values, in a serious way, there is a a danger of kind of sliding into that self-loathing, But when this happens, you may not take good care of yourself. You might overeat. So these are signs to kind of look for. You might overeat, oversleep and or not sleep, or maybe you've got a bad habit like smoking or drinking or those, you know, engage in those other kind of self-punishment tools. Don't do that. You need to recognize this. Again, it's having that awareness. Recognize this and then move towards self-compassion. You know, soften your heart. So if you're stuck in that kind of self-loathing, self-punishment kind of era, you need to recognize that and you need to forgive. That's a really good sign that you are in that space and you need to move on. All right. Um, Yeah, being able to self-forgive and self-love, engage in seeking forgiveness. All right. And number eight, developing a forgiving heart. When we overcome suffering, we gain a more mature understanding of what it means to be humble, courageous, and loving in the world. Who are you showing up to be? Are you showing up to be humble? Are you showing up to be kind? Are you showing up to be courageous? Are you showing up to be loving in the world? Again, get clear on who you are. And if you don't like it, change it. We may be moved moved to create an atmosphere of forgiveness in our homes, a workplace, to help others who have been harmed overcome their suffering or protect our communities from a cycle of violence or icky stuff. All of these choices can be or can lighten the heart and bring joy to one's life. We're talking about number eight, develop a forgiving heart from the eight keys of forgiveness by Robert Enright. 30 plus years of research, 100 and some odd publications, bunch of books. He spent his the last 30 years of his life studying forgiveness. So he is convinced of these eight steps. And I, I think they're really juicy. Um, so we're talking about number eight, develop a forgiving heart. Back to this. Some people may believe that love for another who harmed you is not possible. I don't agree with that. I think it's totally possible. Um, you can love people and you f- can forgive them, but then you choose not to have them specifically in your life. And that's okay. That's putting up boundaries. But I have found he being Robert Enright, he says, Robert um, has found that many people who forgive eventually find a way to open their hearts. If you shed bitterness, oh, so true, that bitterness and icky stuff, and put love in its place and then repeat this with many, many other people, you become freed to love more wildly and deeply. This kind of transformation can create a legacy of love that will live on long after you're gone. Oh, I love that. A legacy of love. And literally, you are creating a legacy. If you have a family, if you have children, you are creating that legacy. They Obviously, that legacy is going to live on through generations and generations. So you're here at Gratitude Cafe. I'm your host, Sue Lundquist. Today, we have been discussing the eight keys of forgiveness uh, by the book from Robert Enright. If you would like to get more information, please go to robertenright.com. Sign up at suelundquist.com, and you will get the newsletter. You also get uh, the copy of this specific show or any others to your inbox every Saturday morning because of my web professional Mr. Josh Parkinson, he takes very good care of me. And I I highly recommend 
Um, if you are looking for that kind of website, you you need to go and talk to Josh. So make sure you talk to him. So I'm going to jump into um, the forgiveness acronym, and I'm going to try and finish it up in the last eight or nine minutes that we've got here today. And again, welcome. This is Sue. We are talking new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas, and a new you. So you can be more productive. You can have less anxiety, and you can make more purposeful choices Seriously, what does that mean? To literally think about your choices and to have the boundaries set up and to have your own personal code of conduct, your PCC. You can have a family code of conduct, a personal code of conduct, a work code of conduct, all of that. You just got to sit down, get clear, and be aware of how you're showing up in the world. So the, the acronym for or the forgiveness acronym that I wanted to discuss today is literally taking your piece of paper and writing down forgiveness, F-O-R-G-I, and you go on. And I could show it to you on the camera, and I will print this out for you for the newsletter so you have this. So forgiving, forgiveness, defined by Robert, he talks about generally just forgiving. Forgiveness and why that matters. You'll have less anxiety. It will help with post-traumatic stress. Um depression, unhealthy anger, simply just forgive. We gave you some tools on how to do that. Oh, open your heart. Allow yourself to have that loving feeling. R, radical change. Literally, when you put forgiveness in motion, in place of that angst or anger or whatever that is, and you forgive, massive radical change will happen. Moving on to G, we're talking about the acronym of forgiveness. G, Gratitude, foster gratitude on a daily, hourly basis. When you feel that negative Nelly or something coming in that doesn't feel right, pop in some gratitude. Nope, I'm, that's not who I am anymore. I'm going to say I'm thankful for X, Y, and Z. And there's a lesson in it all, so just pop in that gratitude. Moving on to I, we're talking about acronym of forgiveness. I is crucial for transformation in anxiety into compassion. We talked about that with the eight keys of forgiveness with Robert Enright. He talks about how crucial it is, that transformation from anxiety into compassion and or love. Very important. Moving on to V in the acronym for forgiveness. Vulnerable. Learn to be vulnerable. And if you do not feel safe in your current situation, then you need to make changes, as in talk to the person that you're with to see if they can be respective and responsive. If not, then you need to make it your own actions for your own sake, and you need to look at ways to evolve on your own. So being vulnerable and making sure you have a safe environment to to be able to do that. E, evolving. All of this process in the process of forgiveness will help you evolve. Very important. Evolve in a much healthier manner. Necessary. It is necessary to address all of your woes, all of your ickies, all of that stuff that's coming up. We talked about it earlier about what forgiveness is, and it's having that depression. And and it is necessary to get rid of that. It is necessary to get that anxiety under control. It is necessary to get rid of that unhealthy anger and decrease depression. Very important. Moving on to E for the acronym of forgiveness. Emotionally. Oh, and remember we talked about this in um, Robert's book, The Eight Keys of Forgiveness. And it was in number three, addressing your inner pain. So emotionally, that inner pain, you now have permission to get emotional. Just move on and release it. Allow your emotions to move on, okay? Emotionally, you have the permission. And if you need to hear it from me, go get it, boys and girls. You have permission. Sacred, create a sacred, S, create a sacred space for you to feel heard, loved, and safe. Kind of going back to being uh, vulnerable and creating that space for yourself to have that. Moving on to the last S in the acronym for forgiveness, sensitivity. This is really important. Sensitivity not only to yourself, but the others around you as you work through forgiveness. Again, that's including you. Be sensitive to your emotions. Be sensitive to other people's emotion. 
Remember, you are setting an example. I'm not talking about setting an example to your children, but that is good. I'm talking about when you're having this conversation and you are being vulnerable and you are presenting a safe environment, you are showing that other person that they too have the safety and the freedom to have that as well. So if you're just tuning in, you've missed a rock solid show today. We talked about forgiveness. We, we, um, actually, I, my notes and my research brought me to Robert Enright, and it was the eight keys of forgiveness. And number one, know what forgiveness is, why it matters. Number two, become forgivingly fit. And the Popeye, forgivingly fit. Okay, moving on. Number three, address your inner pain. Benny is shaking his head at me, of course, because I'm Goofy Sue. Number four, in forgiveness, the eight keys of forgiveness. Develop a forgiving mind. Through empathy, number five, find meaning in your suffering. Number six, when forgiveness is hard, call upon your strength. We talked about that, surrounding yourself with good and wise people who support you. Be patient with yourself. And number seven, forgiving yourself. Most times than not, it's harder to forgive yourself than it is others, but it is so important. Start with yourself. It is so important to forgive yourself. We tend, and it's true, we tend to be so much harder on ourselves. So work on that self-forgiveness and offer yourself um, what you would offer somebody else that you love. Love on yourself, right? And then number eight in the Eight Keys of Forgiveness by Robert Enright, it's developing a forgiving heart. When we overcome suffering, we gain more mature understanding of what it means to be humble, courageous, and loving in the world That means you decrease depression. That means anxiety goes away. It means you don't have unhealthy anger. And in some cases, the symptoms of PTSD will subside. I'm not a doctor. You use your own due diligence here. But seriously, forgiveness is A number one. If you would like to get more information on 30 plus years of studying forgiveness, I highly recommend you looking up Robert Enright. The information and data I collected today is from The Greater Good, The Science of a Meaningful Life, a very good website. I highly recommend you going to them. I will send you all of the links. All of the information will be in my newsletter. If you have not signed up for that, you must because we have all kinds of goodies. I will also type up the acronym forgiveness, the forgiveness acronym that I have here as well. I'll give you some show notes, all kinds of juicy, yummy stuff. And um, that's at SueLundquist.com. Before I go, I got an email from a young lady and she was wondering, she had some questions about her angels. And I'm just going to briefly talk about this before I head out. She was wondering who Archangel Gabriel is. So I went and did some looking, and I would highly recommend to this person, this listener, you need to go to Doreen Virtue at angeltherapy.com, and you're going to get a lot more information. That's what she does. It's her specialty. Um, Gabriel, it's making time to write down your thoughts. Have some kind of creative expression, so make sure that you're doing that. So if you want more information about angels, go to Doreen Virtue. You can Google her or go to angeltherapy.com. With all of that, confidence, purpose, positive, think for yourself. Forgiveness is a number one. New perspective, new thoughts, new ideas, new Y-O-U. Until next time, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to sign up at sulanquist.com to get all your questions answered and free goodies delivered directly to your inbox. We'll see you next time. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm strong to the finish, cause I eat me spinach. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs>